Welcome back. It is Beamer in for Bowerly today, Monday, December 26th. It is 3.08 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Our coverage continues all day today. Uh, when I sign off the air, Tom Puckett will take over for his evening news. And then uh, Pasquale Major is back uh, 7 to 10 to take your calls and keep you updated. If you are just joining us now, uh, we have driving bans here in Western New York, and portions of Erie County. Those portions are Evans, Hamburg, Lackawanna, Buffalo, Chittawaga, Amherst, and Clarence. The rest of the county is under a driving advisory. Uh, we also have been told that the airport will remain closed until 11 a.m. Wednesday. Wegmans locations will be closed until at least tomorrow. Tops is beginning to open some Erie County locations. They have opened all their Niagara County locations. Again, before venturing out to Tops, go to their website. Make sure your location is open. Again, there is a driving ban in some locations. Um, but if, if you need food, if you need medication, need something, make sure your location's open before you go out uh, and either drive or walk there. I've seen a lot of people walking. Uh, there's a convenience store down the street. I've seen people walking to that convenience store uh, just to get a few things to hold them over until hopefully tomorrow when the situation throughout uh, those portions of Erie County that are in a driving ban get better. By the way, I want to thank a texter. Someone texted in, uh, Joe, why not have Joe Golombek on to talk about Riverside and uh, plowing through Buffalo? Well, texter, I took you up on that um, and we will have Buffalo Council Member Joe Golombek on after the 4 o'clock news. So make sure that you um, stay tuned for that, and we will try to get some answers uh, to what's happening in Riverside and also in the city of Buffalo. So, Texter, I want to thank you uh, for giving me that idea. 803-0930, star 930. Dom is in Buffalo on line 4. Dom, thanks for hanging on. What do you got for us this afternoon? Hey, Joe, how are you? Well, I guess besides no plows and no electricity, the only thing that's working in Buffalo is the criminal element with this looting, I guess. This is an absolute disgrace. Uh, near where I live, the A-plus Mini Mart at Delaware and Kenmore has, was, was hit last night. I mean, they're just going in and out of there. I guess all the cigarettes are gone. Uh, I heard from my neighbor that the Target was hit up in the North Buffalo Plaza. I mean, I, I, you know, I think you should ask the councilman. I don't know. You know, I, I know the police commissioner. I think he's a great guy, but I don't know what he's talking about. Arrests have been made. They got the uh, situation under control. Um, I, I heard from a reliable source that they're hitting every retail establishment in the city of Buffalo today. I mean, you know, and I mean, I think it was a mistake for polling cars to telegraph that there was no police service because they couldn't do it. I mean, why, why would you telegraph? That uh, that police cannot respond to criminal to to to, uh, to uh, complaint calls and stuff. Why would you telegraph that at a news conference? I don't understand that. Could you answer that for me? Uh, if if I could answer that, Dom, I would probably be in politics or. Uh, I heard him PR. say that. I think it was a slip of the tongue. I don't think he intended well, anything there because you know I was around. I was thirteen for the blizzard of seventy-seven. I'm a little bit older than you. I was in eighth grade, <laughs> and I was around for the blizzard of eighty-five. Now seventy-seven, I still think is the granddaddy of them all in terms okay. of snow. This one was stronger for wind, no question about it. We did not have looting in seventy-seven, and I don't think we had looting in eighty-five because Jimmy Griffin was mayor. Okay. Uh, but I, this is just making the city of Buffalo 
the city of good neighbors with all this looting? I mean, what what is going? I mean, you can't tell me people are starving after three days that they need to break in to get food. No, okay, it, it's Dom. Let me tell you, it, it's unfortunate. I I will. I think the the mayor was right on saying you're the lowest of low. But oh, I agree know, with it, the mayor. I agree with the mayor. I think the mayor. I think you should ask Councilman Golombek, who I also know. Okay, is are they going to request that the governor drop a thousand National Guard? MPs and infantry troops into the city of Buffalo to assist the Buffalo Police Department to stop this looting because this is this is looting like LA like any other major disaster that they yep. that they need to drop the National Guard in and shoot to kill. You shoot first and ask questions later. You're going to loot, shoot to kill. You're going to be shot. Simple as that. Okay. Dom in Buffalo, I I I I appreciate the, uh, the uh, frustration and I understand the frustration. Um and, and the looting looks bad. The looting looks bad in the city of Buffalo. Um, looting looks bad anywhere. Um, you know, and you saw this post from Save-A-Lot. Uh, Save-A-Lot said that they're going to be closed two to three weeks uh, while they reassess the damage done to their store. And, you know, they'll make a decision if they even keep the location open. I mean, and it's really unfortunate. Um, and, and I can understand if, you know, if I owned a business and – after a storm, you know, I go and see all of this um, looting and, you know, my store completely damaged uh, during a storm. And not from the storm, but from people breaking in and looting. I can understand not wanting to, to reopen. And that would be, you know, very unfortunate that, you know, as again, as the mayor said, the lowest of low, go in there, they loot. And now you could be taking the jobs of, you know, people away. By looting these stores and forcing them to close, uh, it, 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 it's when we have so much, so much good in Western New York. So many good-hearted people, who again, as I started the show, risk their life to save people. You know, go and check on their neighbors. We had a, a, a caller over the weekend who heard a caller on the station and you know t- walked, uh, sn- took their snowmobile and made sure to check on this listener, uh, this person the listener was concerned about. We had people that went into people's homes as the storm was coming down to save people, to take them to the hospital. Those are the stories that, those are the, the stories that make you feel good. And that's what Buffalo is all about. And it's very unfortunate that we have, uh, we have people that are now taking advantage of the storm and you know, breaking windows and looting these retail establishments. It, it really is, and it's unfortunate, and I really hope they catch the people who've done this. They make arrests. I'm not going to say I agree with Dom. Uh, you know, again, I, I think we should protect these stores. I think we should make sure that people don't get into these stores. I'm not sure I agree with, the, uh, with Dom saying to, to shoot, but I would definitely protect these stores and make sure people don't go in, and I would make arrests. I, I'd make sure arrests were made. And I make sure that, that, that um, you know, it is known that this does not happen in the city of Buffalo. This does not happen in western New York. But right now, I mean, it, it's, it's what's taking over. When the stories of good are out there, we have, as, as Mayor Brown said, the lowest of the low, really, really making Buffalo look bad. And, and it's, it's a shame because of all the good stories. And all the heartwarming stories of people literally saving lives. 803 star 930. 
That is the uh, the number to get on. Let's go to Jan in Buffalo. Jan, you uh, want to know? Want to let us know what's been like at ECMC? Yeah, Jan, you're on line know. three. If you if you shovel this right here, I think I think. And we lost Jan, or did I lose connection to the station? Oh, okay. Jan, uh, good afternoon. Who are you trying to get to? Okay, I understand. Jan, we'll put you back on hold. Let's go to uh, Lanisha. Lanisha in South Buffalo, you're on line two. You're on. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I live in Buffalo, New York, on Elmer off of Kensington. When the plows came down to plow off of Kensington, they blocked Elmer Street. It's so much high snow on Elmer Street. The plow can't even come down the street, and it's a one-way, and we're trapped on Elmer. Elmer, you've had no plows go down and no way to get out. Nobody to get out, no plows to go down, anything. My son has seizures, so if the ambulance was trying to come, they couldn't even come down the street. Well, Lanisha, we're going to get that word out there. That's Elmer Street. You said off of Kensington? Yes, Elmer off of Kensington. Elmer is blocked in. A plow has not gone down, and the plow that went down Kensington uh, put a wall up that no one can get through. Elmer Street in Buffalo off Kensington. Lanisha, I hope uh, someone out there is listening, and we can get a plow to that street and, and get you guys uh, get you guys at least a path um, so there can be some movement. Lanisha, I, I'm so happy you hung on and got that message out there, and we will get some answers for you, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. That's Lanisha in Buffalo. Opens the line for you at 803-0930. Star 930. Uh, wanting to know from you what the situation is, where you are. See, that's that's what we're here for. And that's what we're here for all weekend. If there's something you need to put a focus on, if there's something you need to get the word out there, you know, I, I'm not saying this in, in, a, in a bragging way, but we have a lot of people that listen to the station. We have a lot of important people who listen to this station. And when you need to have the focus on something, when there's something important like that, when there's something, when there's a struggle going on, when, when someone needs the focus, when someone needs help, that's what we can do. And we illustrated it over the weekend, and we will continue to be that station that is here for you in times like this. And I'm happy that we were able to put the focus on important situations throughout this storm. And again, when people were in needed life-saving help, to put that focus out there, to put that word out there, I am so happy we were able to do that. You know, like I said, it's heartbreaking that there are 25 people dead from the storm. But it is heartwarming the men and women who risked their lives to save lives through the storm too. And those are the stories that I want to hear more of. The city of good neighbors, because that's what we are. The city of good neighbors, West, Buffalo, New York, Western New York. And that's where I really want to put the highlight. When this, when this storm is over, I want those stories to be remembered. The people who are still, there are still frontline workers that have not left since Friday, who worked through the weekend, through the storm, until relief could get in. Because that's, they, they were needed. They knew they couldn't take time off. They knew they couldn't just walk away from the job. And th- those people deserve every ounce of thanks and, and recognition uh, during the storm. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. 
It's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Let's go to Lisa in Sloan on line five. Lisa, good afternoon. Hello. I just want to give a good story. I was all blocked in. The snow was above my garage door. My husband passed away. My son couldn't get to me. I look out the window. My neighbors and his four kids cleaned my whole driveway, the garage door. So while they were plowing, I made them cookies and took them over there so when they get warm, they could have hot chocolate with nice Polish pastries. I just wanted to tell a good story. That's See, and that is what it's all about, Lisa. It's all about a good story. And now, have you gone any time without power, or was it just you needed the snow no, removed? No, no. And our streets are plowed. We didn't lose electricity, so we're very, very lucky. I've been stressed over all the phone calls on your radio show, thinking of James and all that, but... I just wanted to tell something good because I can't believe what people are going through. Well, Sloan, we're glad that you have such great neighbors, and it uh, sounds like you're a good neighbor, too, making cookies and uh, hot chocolate for all to enjoy. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Lisa in Sloan opens the line for you. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. Uh, let's go, Lucas, to line six. That's where Larry in East Buffalo is. Larry, you're still without power? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go to Aaron from Wheatfield. Aaron, uh, you're on line seven. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's it going over there? Doing all right, Aaron. What's your situation uh, this afternoon? So I just wanted to call because I know some people were talking about the National Guard. I'm in the, the New York Guard. Uh, I'm a specialist in there. Um, they're, they're calling up the troops, but the... The reality of it is, is that when the governor says they're calling up the National Guard when the storm already is going on, it takes roughly like 70, 48 to 72 hours to even get you know, the troops there, to get them to the armory, even if the roads were impassable. I believe it was a failure by the, state, the county and state government that they should have called up the troops and had them pre-staged Thursday. So they're calling up earlier in the week if they knew the storm was going to be this bad to have the troops already there at the armory so that they could start responding with, because in the Maston armory down on the drill hall, there's a hundred high axle vehicles and over at Connecticut, there's high axle vehicles. But if the troops can't get there because it takes a while to even get a, a, a battle plan, even uh, started that I do believe that it was a failure by the state government. And if uh, there was a call earlier saying, you know, call up the national guard and have them start shooting looters. That, that's, that's not the role of the National Guard. The National right. Guard is there as civil support, extra bodies. You know, they're uh, giving us, uh, uh, extra people to even like, go out, knock on doors, uh, go rescue people, not going out and shooting people. That's, they do not do that. Even when the troops were called to, to Washington, D.C., they had rifles, but there was no bullets in the rifles. Right. That, that, like I said, I, I under. I understand uh, the caller's frustration, but no, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that, you know, people should be arrested for looting. Uh, I think stores should be protected. Uh, but no, I, I, I yeah. disagree with the, the job of, of the Buffalo Police Department. Right, right. So, Aaron, you think in time, in time, we will learn the failure of um, the National Guard? I mean, is that going to be a lesson of this storm? I wouldn't say it's the National Guard's fault. It would be the state government because right. it, it, it has to. It, Kathy Hochul has to sign her pen to to call, to put soldiers on what's called state active duty. That has to come. That has to be um, the county. The county governments have to go to the state and ask for those resources. You know, they, they can't. They can't just activate them without the counties asking for help. The counties have to ask for help. 
Okay. And then it goes to um, the state government, and the state government has to authorize it and approve it. And there's a whole big, long process that I, re- I really don't even know how it works. I just know that there's a big, huge process. And if they really wanted to pre-stage the resources, because now the governor probably wants to save herself and say, oh, we're, we're calling up all these people. But if they can't get there, if the people here in Buffalo are trapped and they can't get to the armory, the local units here, now they have to call in resources from other cities and other armories throughout the state. All right, Aaron, I, I really appreciate I really appreciate that insight. And like I said, I think, you know, lessons from this storm at the state level, um, those are questions that are going to have to be asked and not only asked, will have to be answered. I appreciate the call. Aaron in Wheatfield opens the line for you. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Ray in Chittawaga. Ray, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I want to tell you that uh, you gentlemen and ladies have uh, really uh, done a, a, a tremendous job at uh, informing us, keeping us in touch, and uh, you're very, very uh, appreciated. And I, always, I, the reason I'm calling is that uh, I have some neighbors who I don't know all of their names, all right. But uh, uh, to give you a picture of of what we had to face today, my wife and I are retired. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we don't uh, get around as well as we used to. We hobble a lot. And uh, our driveway was absolutely filled with anywhere from five to six feet of drifts uh, this morning. And I was really concerned that uh, uh, we would be stuck here. Uh, uh, but, you know, we have a, a hired uh, uh, snowplow gentleman, and but before the snowplow gentleman came here uh, at uh, around 1.30 this afternoon, guess what? Two of our neighbors came over, and uh, they worked together to get through this thick, icy snow. You would not believe how thick and heavy the uh, snow was in our driveway they they were fabulous uh the ladies next door to us uh loosened up the snow the gentleman from across the street had his snowblower he made a path from the front of our driveway all the way to our um, our uh, garage and uh, to add a caveat to this our garage door got stuck in the up position Okay. Oh, no. I eventually figured out what the problem was, but our neighbors out of the blue took care of us. And as soon as they made a path from the front of our driveway to our uh, garage door, uh, our uh, snowplow guy uh, arrived and he did a fantastic job of uh, taking care of our driveway. So, I mean, right now, we are blessed. I gave each of the people who helped us a little Snoopy, uh, Snoopy uh, picture of uh, how, about being grateful for what you have. And I want to tell you, this was a blessing. So I want to, when you look at the garbage that was happening happening with the looting, and I I, I agree with the the mayor. I mean, they are total lowlifes. All right, 
they're hurting their own community. And I look at the people that helped us today. We can honestly say we all can be totally grateful and love our neighbors. Well put. Hey, Ray, well put. I I love that positive story. I I think we all could use a positive story uh, like you and like uh, Lisa and Sloan. Ray, thank you so much. And thankful for your neighbors as, uh, as well, Ray. Thank you for calling. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rain Shoot to Wagga. Those, see, those are the, the, the uplifting stories uh, of neighbors that came to the help. We heard it from Ray. We heard it from Lisa. I want to hear it from you, 803 star 930. But, yes, I also want to hear your lessons from the storm. Again, there are going to be things that we get to talk about um, days down the road of what could have been, um, what could have been done sooner. And, hey, what can we do differently next time? And, and for a, a texter, I just want to point out, I didn't mean to say it was the fault of the National Guard. That's not what I was saying at all. Um, you know, obviously, they have to be called in. And if that wasn't done on a, in a timely fashion, then these are lessons that we're going to have to learn. And we're going to have to have people that will be honest. And, you know, it would be nice to have elected officials just admit when, when they, they acted either too late, they were wrong in, in the way they acted, I, I, I don't know if that time will ever come. It probably won't. But it would be very nice to have um, elected officials just admit when they were wrong. Admit when maybe they screwed up. Um, I don't know if that day will ever come. But as we clean up from this storm, as we move on, believe me, those will be shows that uh, David will do in the future, Tom will do in the future, I'm sure I'll do in the future. Um, the lessons of this storm. Uh and, you know, more questions are coming as we continue the cleanup. It's 3.30, time for news with Tom Puckett, a quick break, and then back to your calls on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN as our continuous coverage continues. Uh, the storm, the blizzard of 22. Uh, let me just update you, uh, Buffalo Councilman. Joe Golumbek will join us after the 4 o'clock news to give an update on not only Riverside's uh, plow situation, but the city of Buffalo's plow situation. I have now multiple texts and emails about Lemon Street in the city. Uh, has not been plowed, uh, also without power. Uh, and getting a, a few text messages of no answers. National Grid has said it's assigned all day, no power, no plows, what's going on. Uh, so want to put that out there again. Uh, our job here is to not only keep you informed and, and let you know what's going on, uh, but also try to get answers for you and answers to your questions. And that's why our phone lines are open. The Volkswagen Abortion Park text board's open. That's why we're not going away today. Uh, after Tom Puckett's evening news, Pasquale Major is in 7 to 10. We will, we will be with you covered through the day here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go uh, get an update from one of our callers during the weekend. Julie, she was at the uh, the thruway station. Uh, Julie, what's uh, how did your story conclude? <laughs> so I'm still there. Oh, I'm wow, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't be. I, like I said to you the other day, if I was going to be stuck in a car somewhere, I'd rather be where I'm at than out on the road somewhere. So what's, uh, what's the situation today? A lot of people got cleared out of here. Um, yesterday, the sheriff was coming through because basically there were police dropping people off here that, you know, were stranded. You know, they'd pick them up and they'd drop them off here. So yesterday, the sheriff 
would then come through and he was they were matching up um people with license plates of stranded cars and getting them back to their vehicles. So a lot of people cleared out that were inside. A lot of the cars that were here the last time I talked to you um, got out. There's still some of us that are still sitting and waiting. And keeping in mind, if any of us are going to Erie County, of course, there's a driving ban in parts of Erie County. So right. you might as well just sit here and wait. Um, now, do you- is the is the the truck stop still open? Are they still letting you in? Are they still providing oh, yeah. food? I'll tell you what, they are. The restaurant did close yesterday um, a bit early to let their workers get a break. The workers got home. They the restaurant part of the truck stop opened today, but the truck stop has been serving food. The truck stop food, which is very good too. Um, yes. They've been serving it the entire time. Um, they had the, there's a little lounge that in there where, you know, the truckers can go in or anybody and sit down in some comfortable chairs with a TV. Um, there were some people camped out on the floor because when the restaurant shut down, nobody could go in and sit in there. So there were people camped out. There were a couple people sleeping in the chairs in there. Um, I took some food into them. Um, you know, I popped in to check on everybody and, um, because what else am I going to do? That's what you do, right? Yeah. So it was people that- coming together. I mean, if we saw people get stuck, you know, we got out there. Um, I have to say it was so impressive to see, like, the state troopers and the sheriffs out here. And cause this is in Genesee County. Um, they did a fantastic job. I mean, being dealt with something like that, you would think they had, like, a already – like had a plan in place it was so smooth they did a phenomenal job so if any of them are listening we actually had correctional officers at one point coming in and plows plowing out and they also did a i would have thought they were plow drivers if i didn't know that i mean they were (laughs) phenomenal to sit here and watch them now let me ask you julie what's your plan for tomorrow do you think you'll be gone you think you'll be home uh, this time tomorrow I'm not sure. I'm listening to the updates. Um, it's going to be dependent on travel ban. I'm also keeping an eye. There's a long line of trucks out on the road. Keeping an eye on the the road itself, if it's down to pavement. And it looks like it's getting there today, but we've had some snow. You know, we got a bit more yesterday. Um, nothing like that first night, Joe, <laughs> with the wind yeah. and everything. Um, I, I just want to tell you one thing, too. Well, two more things real quick, because I know you got other callers. Um, I gave you a tip the other day about taking your key out of the ignition, just yes. so you don't run risk. So, actually, let me say three more things, and then I'll, hur- I'll hurry through them. Um, the other tip that I meant to tell you was, in those extreme, because there's been a lot of talk about starting and starting the car and shutting it off to conserve gas and stuff. Here's, here's one thing I learned, firsthand experience. I sat in my car and I couldn't figure out why my heat was kind of lukewarm and I knew it wasn't coolant. Like I know how to check all that. And it dawned on me what it was. When you first start the car, watch the temperature gauge on your dash and those extreme temperatures. Let it warm up a little bit before you turn the heat on. Just turn your fan and your heat completely off and you will get nice hot heat doing that. You got to let that engine warm up a little bit. It doesn't take long and then turn the heat on. And you're good to go. You're going to have hot heat. So, so that if was you do one that, you won't be 
you won't be waiting as long and you won't have cold air blowing back at you when you're trying to warm up. You got it. And it won't even be lukewarm because you want to let it come up a little bit, not even just a notch, but up a little bit and then and then turn that heater on. Um, you'll definitely get get good heat. A um, couple other things. If you have a blanket in your car, tuck it between if you, and you're going to shut your car off when you sleep. You tuck it between the door. That helps keep the draft out. If you're in a building and you're locked, you know, you've got your car locked up, make sure you go out and try all the door handles regularly so that they don't, because that was happening here. People's doors, not the locks, but the doors were freezing up. Batteries were dying. Just go out, start the car, you know, at least a couple times a day and make sure you try. I've got a frozen door handle on mine, too, because I wasn't doing that on one side of my car. Um, well, Julie, I, I think you'll be able to write a book on uh, on living <laughs> out of your car after these last few days. It was an adventure, and you know what? This is not my first rodeo being in a snowstorm in my car, believe it or not. However, oh, wow. it was by chance because there was a plowing issue um, another time, but it was nothing compared to this. It was, you know, we didn't have the winds and the blizzard-like conditions, so this was definitely unique. I can look back and say I did it. I'm safe. The stories that I was listening to on your radio station, like James that called in a few times, I heard the call where he, you know, ended up getting rescued. Um, and the call with the lady, Heather, who's, whose dad had a half hour of oxygen left. I mean, those stories were so, like, even to say it to you now, like my eyes are welling up with tears. So, yeah. I was sitting in here, you know, in my car, but I was hearing these stories like so many other people. And you guys, all of you at the radio station, you single-handedly saved lives for what you with what you did, getting the word out and getting those people help. Well, uh, Julie, we we appreciate that. You know, we're just doing our duty to uh, to Western New York. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you giving us updates on uh, your situation, and hope that this time tomorrow you're sitting at home. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be good All if right. I got to wait it out another day. I'm I'm okay with doing that. Hey, Julie, really appreciate it. Julie, still at the uh, Pembroke uh, truck stop. We've uh, we've been following her story all weekend, and maybe we'll talk to her tomorrow from home. We'll see. Julie, thank you so much for the call. Opens the line for you at eight oh three oh nine thirty, star nine thirty. Let's go to Getzville. That's where Cindy is on line five. Uh, Cindy, you, uh, you still without power. Yes. Since Friday at 9 a.m. And the good thing was we saw a national grid truck like five hours ago and they were there for about 10 minutes and then we saw them drive away and nothing. So now we're like, what is, there must be a bigger issue, but we have no way of knowing that. And, you know, people are running out of gas for their generators. And if we knew it wasn't going to be for a few more days, we'd go out and start preparing more, but just waiting and not knowing, you know, and, why did they drive away? <laughs> and Cindy, what's the situation on your street? Has a plow been through? Is it just power you're waiting it on now? Well, it, the plow went through down the center. So we have seen cars, you know, driving down the center. You know, some people, if they don't have snowblowers, it's tough at the end of their driveways. But that that's really not the issue. It's just the freezers and things like that, that, you know, everybody's worried about. And the fact that we just don't know why the truck drove down the street and now we don't 
see them anymore. So yeah, I mean, you see, it you says see that we're assigned. Yeah, it says we're assigned, but that was assigned five hours ago. But this area, it's Altair and Luray, and I think a caller called in earlier this morning too about this little cul-de-sac that we have here and. It happens every storm. Our power goes out all the time, and a lot of times we'll call and they'll say, oh, you have power, and they don't realize that we don't really have power. So we just, I don't know, maybe there's somebody that knows something. Or we also heard somebody say, oh, they heard that transformers were on back order. Well, is that just something that somebody's saying, or is that really true? You know, and, and Cindy, the, the platforms here, if, if anyone has answers to these you know, people that are without power now for going on, what I can't do the math well. Going on their fourth day without power, people just need <laughs> people just need that communicated to them, and they need a realistic timetable of when their power will be exactly. back on. Exactly. Exactly. Gets- so if anybody I, knows anything, my my hope is you know all these plow and uh, electricity questions. I can't say that it'll all be resolved by six, but I hope we have answers by the time I sign off the air. Cindy, I appreciate the call. Uh, Cindy and Getzville, hopefully we can get an answer um, to when that power is going to be turned back on. Uh, opens the line for you. 803-0930, star 930. It is three. I was about to say it's 350. Let's go to traffic, but traffic will be back tomorrow. Uh, let's go to line one. That's where Abby from Darien is. Abby, thanks for hanging on. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, so I was, um, just calling cause I'm um, about two things. The, um, we saw me and my husband saw in the news about the furnace vents and I know it's something that some people maybe automatically think about, but we kind of forgot about it. And, you know, potentially it was a lifesaver. I have a almost two year old and a three month old. So that definitely is something that, you know, was helpful and we made sure it was clear. Um, another thing is that across the street um, on Saturday, I would say around the afternoon, there was a driver who got stuck, and I would say she was in her mid-20s, and we got her out. We were plowing the driveway at the time and got her out, um, but she and told us that she was um, coming from Rochester to Buffalo, and she was moving, and it surprised us because that is the kind of situation or the people that really shouldn't have been on the road. Um, She got stuck in driving to Buffalo. The chances of her getting stuck again are pretty um, high. So we were just, you know, it's just things like that. I mean, there's helpful things and there's other things that just remind you that you really need to stay off the roads. I mean, moving a moving day on Saturday, which was, not a good day for the blizzard was probably not a day to be on the road. And she obviously already got stuck. So I don't know what made her get out of the house and start driving. But um, it was, you know, it's just one of those things. So it's just a story and just something to remind people that, you know, just things like that aren't worth it. And there's other people that, you know, if she got stuck, she maybe she would have called um, services to get her out. Um, and there's other people that would have needed that. So, you know, just remind people that there are more important things. For sure. For sure, Abby. Appreciate the call. Abby and Darian opens the line for you. 803-0930, star 930. And, and, you know, like I said, I, there are times, you know, there were times on Friday I thought, hey, I'm going to get in my car and drive home. I can get out of here. Um, and I think I probably would have ended up just like that, uh, just like that driver. I definitely would have ended up uh, stuck, especially in the car I drive. Um, you know, some, 
I understand people who are driving home from work or dri- trying to get to work. I do understand that. Um, but some people trying to make those last minute, uh, you know, it's the people that are trying to make the last minute Christmas gifts, trying to purchase last minute Christmas gifts that really, uh, and now and, and you got stuck because of that. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more of those stories. Uh, 803 star 930. Abby opens a line for you. Let's go now to... Mark in Tonawanda on line three. Mark, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well, Mark. What's your situation right now? Two quick questions. Number one, I think they squeeze the trigger too late, as usual. Everybody's got the talking part down. Hopefully they learn from this. Probably not. And uh, the other thing was, is uh, as far as uh, looting goes, look, this is people's mentality today. So all the people that do that for a living... You always assume the worst because if it doesn't happen, then you're fine. You got people dragging stuff down the street in carts, gumball machines, and all this other nonsense. And then that leads me to my other question Where's the National Guard? What are they doing? How come we haven't seen any videos? They should be going to 97 year old people's houses that have been freezing for three days, shoveling them out, putting them in military vehicles. That's what bringing the National Guard should be doing. I nobody yeah, reports. It, I all, all I hear is National Guard. We're getting more. We're getting more. Everyone's got the talking part down. Show me on video where they're at and what they're doing. Well, and I think that's that goes what, to Aaron. that's what that's what we want to see. And Mark, I think that goes to Aaron and Wheatfield's point that the National Guard was called in too late. If they, you know, it, it, it's it's about a twenty four forty eight hour thing just to get into the area, you, you by the time, again, this is going to be lessons for after the storm. And, and Mark, I appreciate the call. It, it, it's if the, the National Guard should have been here before the storm even came. We knew the storm was going to be bad. It was called the once in a generation storm. Uh, they should have been here. And, and I, I, again, as Mark says, do we, we learn from our mistakes? Well, you have to admit you made a mistake first. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into politics uh, while we're still cleaning up, while we're still recover, uh, rescuing. I don't want to be. I don't want to do that right now. Uh, however, it was okay for members of our state government to get political uh, in the middle of a storm. I don't want to do that. Uh, but to learn from a mistake, to learn from, to actually get lessons, you have to admit that there was a mistake made, and that's the first step. Again, let's. Let's rescue. Let's clean up. Let's get streets plowed. We have Elmer in the city of Buffalo that, that, that's completely blocked right now. Let's get plows out. Let's get electricity back on. Let's clean up from the storm. Let's get ro- uh, cars off the road. Then we can start talking about the lessons we should have learned, right, the mistakes that were made. But it, it does take someone admitting they made a mistake to actually learn from your mistake. I will say that. But let's let's get the work that needs to be done done, and that does mean getting power back on, getting streets plowed, rescuing those that need to be rescued, making sure that you know we've cleaned up from the storm. Let's get there, and then let's let's list the lessons um, that should be learned from this from this uh, from the reaction to the storm. Eight hundred three hundred nine thirty star nine thirty. That's the number to get on. Uh, don't forget, if you're looking to see where the national grid is, you can go to outagemap.ny.nationalgridus.com 
and that will show you uh, the national grid map, and you can see where the outages is uh, th- that they've been assigned. Now, we have had numerous calls today saying, well, my street says it's assigned, uh, but no one's here yet. So, again, this will give you an idea of where the outages are, and if you've had someone assigned, where we go from there, we're hopefully going to get some answers in the next two hours. 803 star 930, that gets you on the air. That also gets you on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. When we come back, Buffalo Council Member Joe Golombek on Riverside's plow situation and the city's plow situation, trying to get you some answers. Also, we'll ask him if he knows anything about electricity and when those without power will still get uh, will be uh, when their power will be turned uh, not turned back on when their power will be um, back up and running, restored. Thank you, Lucas. You have people that have been without power since Friday morning. I think it's fair to get them an answer. We'll try to do that here on News Radio 930 WBEN.